0: What's up, cold-weather bats people? This is Brandon Justice coming to you to talk about Great Lakes Bat Company. Find them online at greatlakesbatco.com. They sponsor the show. I got a glowing review about Great Lakes the other day. I got a call from Evan Petrovicius, my buddy, head coach at Riverview High School. He calls me up. He says, Brandon, it took me 20 minutes. I ordered five custom fungos within days they were shipped, and I think by tomorrow they'll already be there. Be like Evan. Order your staffs from custom fungos and get them within days from greatlakesbatco.com. Welcome to episode nine of cold weather bats this is brain and justice coming to you along with my co-host brian Sikowski, and we are embarking on a pretty big episode this week with the mo show mo hanley out of adrian as well as aaron klotz 21 year uh, coach at adrian college very adrian-esque episode this week plenty of other things to talk about today brian my friend how are you doing
1: well you're you know, we record this in the past versus when people listen to it in the present when it comes out, you know. So, like, speaking to you listeners from the past, it shit snow on us. Like, it, you and Gross Point, me and Metro Cleveland currently, um, there are no baseball signs outside, is where I'm at with this. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's six degrees, if you look outside and see sun, it's like, oh yeah, okay. But no, not today. So that's kind of uh, put a damper on the mood. However, and on the, the the inverse of that is that I just came back from watching a bunch of Michigan guys play baseball for two days in Toledo. So that was fun, um, you know. But. Aside from that, Brandon, I don't want to bury the lead any here. Like you know, you teased a little announcement last week on the show, and then you know, two days later, we, we happened to see Twitter taken by storm. So congratulations on your uh, your new job at the High is what I've been told. I have to refer to it as from now on. So congratulations, Brandon.
0: I am also <laughs> just learning. Of, I'm also just learning of that. Uh, there's there's traditions I'm learning about every day I did not know about. But but yes, I uh, I am with gross points south for 2021 and you know for the uh for the future i'm pretty excited uh pretty pumped up honestly it was a very unique opportunity to be able to balance uh you know well here let me just start from square one uh you know i i I got the saginaw job in october september october september october right around around there and it was was amped about it you know and um it was great i was exactly what i wanted to do i wanted to Coach catchers at the highest level and wanted to continue rising to get to that next level. And then, about a week after that, maybe even less, it might have been like five days after I got that Saginaw job, I was offered the director of operations job at Lakeside Indoor, which is the facility that you might hear me chime in about here and there on the show. And, you know, it's 12,000 square feet. We've got a turf square, we've got, um, you know, five cages, a plyo room, and we're continuing to grow. And uh, basically I had a long conversation with the ownership here and the desire was for me to stay here. And it just so happened that that's, that probably about two, maybe three days before that conversation. Um, you know, I had been approached about South and it was just, it was a undeniable opportunity from my perspective, um, from the perspective of going from high school assistant to college coach, back to high school assistant, a matter of five months, the optics were a little, were a little odd. I had to explain a lot of things to a few people who know me who I might not have updated it on. Um, but luckily I have a podcast where I can do exactly that. And that's basically the quick, the quick history of how, how we got to this point was, you know, South is 1.8 miles from my house. South is two miles, not even, I think it's 1.5 miles from the facility. And each of those two things are under, a mile, under two miles from my house couldn't draw it up any better. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things where it makes a lot of sense for me personally. Uh, and I also have a really strong respect and this is where it really gets interesting. is just the pure details of being a coach at girls point South and the honor that comes along with that in, in, the, in this area. And, uh, the, um, the task that is at hand, I'm, I'm excited for the challenge just to, you know, embark on, Everything that is Gross Point South and the values and tradition that it was built on by Coach Griesbaum and you know, I excited to learn from him more than anything else, just to learn from someone who's been doing it for as long as he's been doing it, uh, the right way. You know, he's never not done it the right way. Uh, you know, he he had an article in the ABCA last year, so we know he is I knew he was widely respected. I respected him personally, and then I met him and you meet him and you're like, Whoa, this guy is exactly what he's made out to be. He is extremely value driven uh he has great respect for every athlete for every coach he is encouraging you to give your opinion on this that and the other thing and loves to hear about it and you know it's just one of those things where it clicked it clicked right away and from a fit standpoint it makes a lot of sense there's really nothing negative about this except for the fact that i had to unfortunately leave saginaw and it was a short stint I have a lot, I have a lot, and that is an understatement, a lot of respect for Coach Jackson, Coach Jason Ball, Coach Matt Allenbesk, and Coach Jay Scott, and all those guys out there that were a part of my catching group, Todd Pappard, Tony Kenya, John Quinlan, uh, Jeffrey, everybody. Uh, Joe, I'm trying to not forget anybody. Uh, it was awesome. I had a great time. I really enjoyed it. It was a great experience. Unfortunately, timing isn't everything. COVID didn't really give me the best uh, the best way of being out there as much as I wanted to be, which everyone had to deal with it. So I'm not making an excuse. It's just a pure fact. We were shut down for the better part of two or three months. And when you live two hours from a place and you're waiting on a shutdown to be lifted and, you know, the first day it's lifted, you can't just zoom out there because you got this, that, and the other thing to worry about at the facility. So, you know, long story short, that is how I got to this point over these past few months. I know people have, kind of you know people close to me have asked i'm assuming those people close to me listen to the show some of you might not care at all about this story but uh that's pretty much how i got here from the south standpoint i'm just i'm pumped man i'm really excited i think um i think it's completely new to me you know i'm not coaching and i love down river with everything in me but it's nice to be somewhere in a different division to get to learn new things to get to see new things to get to be a part of new things uh 200 kids try out at south it's an incredible turnout the love for baseball in this community, I, I will I will not compare the talent of football in Texas to baseball in Gross Point, but I will compare the passion for the sport of baseball in Gross Point to that of football in Texas. It is extreme here, um, and it is it is awesome. And so far, I have really enjoyed it, and I am extremely excited to get started at South.
1: Well, speaking as your co-host and friend, uh, congratulations. First of all, we're all I'm very happy for you and we're all very proud of you. Um, But man, wow, am I going to take pride just whooping the shit out of you later this spring? Uh, (laughs) That's going to be fun. But anyways, moving on to more important matters. Uh, (laughs) We have a great show for you. Uh, As as Brandon touched on, we we got the Mo Hanley show. Um, Adrian's left handed pitcher, the best D3 prospect in the country. Uh, a Virgin Islands native who, who made his way up here via what is a pretty cool story, and is and is now a must see for scouts. An absolute must see. Like this is not a, you know, well, there's this D three arm who's pretty good. Like maybe I'll go check it out if I have some time. Like no, this is now a priority. Look, scouts are going to have to see him. Like they're going to have to see Steve Hajar at Michigan or Mason Erla at MSU or Alex Mooney at St Mary's. Like. This is now like a, a an automatic have to go do thing, which is rare, which is something I'm trying to to get across, which is it, it's very uncommon that a D3 arm or D3 player in general reaches that sort of level of like automatic scout has to go see guy. And that's where Mo is. And so we, we kind of hear from him a little bit. We also talked to Aaron Klotz, who's an assistant coach at Adrian. He also runs at Skippers Dugout, the Twitter account, which uh, I'm sure if you follow the show More than likely, you follow Skipper's Dugout, Uh, a really interesting guy with a really interesting background who we had a good conversation with. And uh, other than that, you know, Brandon and I just kind of continue to to talk and and pretend we know what we're talking about and we have a good time doing it. And uh, so with that being said, we're just going to jump right into the interviews. Uh, Here's Aaron Klotz from Adrian Baseball. Episode nine, Cold Weather Bats. Uh, Excited to be joined by our coaching guest this week. That's Aaron Klotz, longtime assistant coach at Adrian College, uh, one of the premier D3 schools in the nation, one of the highest ranked in this year's preseason D3 polls. Aaron is also the national director of baseball and softball for AstroTurf USA and is the founder and proprietor behind the Skippers dugout Twitter account, one of my favorite follows uh, on Twitter, so you should definitely check that out. Aaron, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. So, Aaron, we wanted to to jump in and touch on a whole bunch of stuff with you in, in the uh, sort of segmented, uh, you know, twenty minutes that we have to do so. So, just just real quick, can you? I, I touched on your background a little bit in the intro. Can you expand upon that for the the folks at home and just kind of give us your uh, your coaching origin story and the the genesis of that?
2: Yeah, it's it's a it's a long one, complicated one. I'll keep it very short, quick. Uh, from Lumen Christie High School, came to Adrian College in 1994. Played baseball and football. Uh, got a teaching degree, never used it. <laughs> uh, hopped on coaching at Adrian College back in 1998. Uh, been here ever since. Uh, was full time for a long time. Uh, left in 2008 to go in the synthetic turf business with AstroTurf. Uh, very connected in coaching. Partly due to my father. He was a 35 year vet, NCA division one umpire. Uh, I was actually the ball boy in the mid American conference tournament for like 10 years, which is funny. Um, (laughs) you know, I was a grown man being the ball boy, but that, that, that led me to be connected to so many good friends nowadays, the rich Maloney, the Rick Remblocks, uh, the Roger Correale rest his soul. I mean, I got a chance to sit inside the dugout with those guys. And then, uh, just been coaching ever since and, uh, at Adrian and been very fortunate to be on staff with coach Rainey for a long time.
0: So coach talk about the differences and we kind of talked about this pre-show or I guess the contrasts of recruiting at the division three level, as opposed to the other levels. And then also just kind of dive into how that's evolved over the years from when you started at Adrian until now.
2: So, you know, I, uh, disclaimer i don't do nearly half as much stuff as obviously our head coach does craig Grady, on the recruiting front but it's you know in my opinion in division three it's it's you you got to be patient uh you got to have a cast a wide net uh obviously we want some of the very good players out there in the in the country in the state uh we recruit nationally at adrian obviously we have one of the best guys in division three baseball from tampa florida Um, so, you know, sometimes those guys string it out a little bit because they're looking for maybe a, a, I don't want to say a better opportunity, but they always have the big division one dreams. And with that getting sorted out, sometimes you got to remain patient and and stay, uh, stay low because you never want to jump on a kid and, and pressure him into a situation. And so, you know, we just, it's, it's more mass recruiting. I mean, I'll be quite honest with you because you just don't know who you're going to end up with until you really see those guys pay their deposit and end up coming to an Adrian or an Albion or, or a hope, et cetera, until they actually really get there. So it's not that we can offer money, even though we actually have better financial aid packages sometimes. And, you know, obviously the 11.7 scholarships, you know, most of the kids at a small school, like an Adrian, get academic aid. Uh, they get a couple other scholarships that, you know, obviously aren't athletic, but they're academic. So at the end of the day, it becomes more affordable for them. Sometimes that may be a kid that got a $5,000 partial to go somewhere else.
1: Coach, you mentioned uh, a young man from Tampa currently on your roster. Um, our folks listening to the show will become familiar with Mo Hanley in this episode as well. Can you kind of, you know, we're, we're going to ask Mo for his story, but if you could kind of take us through like your perspective on it, this is a, an outfielder from Tampa who, from my perspective, nobody knew about who's now the best D three prospect in the country. Can you kind of help us understand that?
2: Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a funny story. Um, my assistant high school coach at Jackson and Christie retired went to Florida Uh, knew some guys that ran uh, a a place down there called the hit factory, which obviously has some very good players kind of went one day and talked to coach Rainey and said, Hey, you got to come down here and look at some of these guys, man. They really don't have anywhere to go. And and one of them happened to be Mo and really never pitched in high school. Um, Was a, was an outfielder with obviously a plus arm um, from, from down there and, And we got him up here, we got him up here, and, uh, you know, he was, it's a long way to go. I I can always say it's tough to put me in issues. Like, imagine a kid from Michigan going to Florida. Um, You know, it's a long ways from home, so we didn't know how it was going to go. He settled in, uh, done a nice job, but that's kind of the pipeline of kind of what, where we kind of found him, um, you know, to say he was someone that we had on our radar since day one, we would be lying. Right. You know, it's just, Mm -hmm. Hey, it was a kid that was very talented, um, can really swing the bat. I mean, you know, we give him a chance to hit batting practice sometimes they'll hit balls out of the ballpark. So I always say Mo's the, the 1% of the world and and we've been lucky enough to, to have them, but just like anything, man, it's relationships and who, you know, and, Sometimes it works out, and and in that that situation, it's it's really worked out really good for us and and Mo as well.
0: So, obviously, this 2021 team has some pretty uh, high-end talent there. Uh, I'm sure elsewhere, I I know a a kid on your roster played for me in the summertime past couple years, Drew Atherton. Excited to see what he does in the program. Uh, So, talk about, obviously, we know you've been there for quite a long time, 21 years this year talk about some of those great Adrian teams or great Adrian players of the past that you can remember over this, these past couple decades.
2: Right. So we, um, started the train rolling a little bit. Actually, ironically, it was like when we kind of built the stadium, president docking, if you came to Adrian 20 years ago, you, you know, and you come now today and you haven't been there since you'd go where, What what happened? Because there's so many facilities and it's not, it's not a field. It's not a, a piece of turf. It's, it's a facility and it's a first class facility. So when those started getting built in 2008, which is actually the first year that we played at our baseball stadium, you know, we've actually won regular season title every year since then. So there's so many great teams. Um, obviously that 2008 team, we actually, um, Made to the World Series that year, and then obviously that team was really good. But as you guys know, I mean, it, they were good. But I'd say this team, this t- year's team, is way better. It's just that la- that year had a bunch of great breaks and bounces in the NCA Regional, and we've been to the regional and we won a lot of games. And there's been times we won zero and two, so you got to catch breaks for sure in those situations. But Coach Rainey, our head coach, obviously. He's on verge, I think, in five wins this year. It'll be 700 wins, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, he does an excellent job, obviously, you know, recruiting high-end talent, and, and not only just kids to come play baseball, but great, great people. Um, yes, we've had a lot of success the last couple of years, putting a lot of guys in Major League Baseball or Minor League Baseball, however you want to say it. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, the majority of division three players are anywhere for that matter. They're, they're not going to play professional baseball. So you got to get good people to get, uh, good opportunities to get good careers and and be good and go husbands and fathers and all that. And so coach range done that with all those, all those guys. And so all those teams are real good, man. But, uh, you know, I think it's just one comes back to facilities, but, uh, you know, every, every team has a different story for sure.
0: So talk a little bit about this roster specifically. Uh, what are you looking for in 2021? What are some games in the schedule you're excited about? I don't know as far as COVID goes, how much you guys are able to travel, but any trips you're looking forward to, um, you know, where are you guys at on the landscape of D3? And do you have a target on your bag? Just talk about 2021 and kind of what your guys' mentality is going into this season.
2: Yeah, so we, uh, we have almost everyone back besides two pitchers. So we have a, a host of COVID seniors, I guess you would say. And, you know, if some of them don't go play maybe somewhere else or get drafted or maybe go to a frontier league team, you know, a lot of them have so many aspirations and so many guys can probably play off this senior class. Um, we can get them back next year too, which is crazy. You could have some six year guys, really maybe seven year guys. Cause you, we have a master's program at Adrian. So a lot of our guys are doing masters and it's like one of them said the other day he was a really good player. Brady Wood. He's like, I don't get to do anything. Why wouldn't I come back? I'm going to be going to school. So that's crazy to think about that one. But so obviously with that said, we're very senior laden. Um, got some guys that were high end players. Uh, starts with our, our catcher coach Rainey, son, Gunner Rainey, MVP of the league, I guess uh, the last full season we played off Sweet last year was a shortened season, so we didn't have an MVP of the league. Um, he's back, great hitter, uh, really good hitter for our level. Uh, I know some of the teams have been in the CMO have actually came in and watched Gunner swing it a little bit, and, and so he can flat out hit. We got some seniors all over the infield. We got a Oakland a University transfer, Tommy Miller, from Celine a couple of years ago. He was a Stuggins team All-American shortstop. He's there. Um, obviously everyone knows about the Mo show. We got Pierce banks, who's a senior who is, you know, another kid it's 91, 92. And, you know, sometimes doesn't get the, the spotlight cause of Mo, but, uh, is someone that I know teams have been looking at, um, you know, he's a first team all state kid coming out of high school and all he's done at Adrian is just win. And, and, and he can pitch probably better than most division three pitchers in America. I mean, flat out can just pitch, you know, and obviously 90, 91 is really good, but he he can just pitch. And, uh, he's obviously won a ton of games for us. So we're, we're very mature and, and experienced and, uh, we're going full 40 game season right now. We're one of the few ones. Um, the MIAA has allowed you to do that if you want to, obviously some schools have different travel rules. Uh, our president is very pro athletics, right? So he's like, let's go do this and do this safety safely. We, uh, we test. So, you know, most of the schools are testing, right. But a lot, of, we just had our, fur we're just starting to really start testing up, you know, more and more every day for our guys. So the next two weeks um, before we go, our guys are starting to test and, and, you know, ramp up, ramp up on all the protocols. Um, we go to Atlanta, Georgia, we're going to play Birmingham Southern and we're going to play Piedmont. We're going to play six games down there. Then we come back and then we got a good matchup down in uh, Indianapolis at Graham Park against North central, which a lot of major league baseball interests in there because obviously a lot of guys up here will be the first chance to maybe see Mo just because when he pitches down in Atlanta, our opening weekend, there's no fans or no scouts allowed due to their league policy. So it's going to be at grand park on March 12th and we're playing North central off Chicago, North central is led by a great guy named Eddie Matthews, the head coach of North, uh, Northern Illinois for 15 years. He's got a guy named Charlie Clem that's a right-hander that threw in that Grand Park College League last summer. He's like 93-94, going to be a pretty high draft pick. So him and Mo are going to be going at each other on that Friday. And then he's also got a catcher that's a a big-time catcher. So, you know, that's probably one of those games we're looking forward to, obviously, because obviously we only get so many non-league games. Uh, And then the league, you know, um, every year when we've been – in the MIAA. I mean, it's fun. Uh, you got great guys, Stu Fritz, Hope college, uh, Scott Cardins of Albion college of the world, the Mike Otts, all of that's got a new staff over there. And, you know, every year we've had a chance to win the league. So obviously you're getting everyone's best shot. So, you know, always fun. And then, uh, at the end of the year, we're hoping that we get a chance to maybe host the regional. Uh, we've done that, two or three times. Uh, we did it two years ago. So we get a chance to host the NCAA regional. We, you know, we put in for it. So that's a, a bid process. Um, you get a chance to host that. You get a chance to bring some of the best division three teams in the region uh, to Adrian. And, and then whoever wins that goes to the world series. So, you know, a lot of things to look forward to this year, but uh, you know, I know that's kind of long winded, but maybe a short brief, you know, overview of what we got, but you know, we're ready to get going we got two weeks from uh, this past friday and we'll be we'll be playing down in Demarest, georgia against uh birmingham southern
1: coach i want to switch gears a little bit on you here and, and go into skipper's dugout which is which is how i got to know you personally you know it was through interacting on that twitter account um and can you kind of give us the the background on this this like i don't even know how to describe it to people it's like a it's like a combo between like the ABCA job board and Kendall Rogers, but kind of more regional. Is, is how I view it. So if I'm way off, you tell me. <laughs>
2: no, I'm bad, better looking than Kendall. Just uh, you know, no doubt. But, uh, yeah, he, no doubt. Uh, he's, uh, he's a he's a good buddy of mine. Actually, we <laughs> work together quite a bit. uh, turf teams up with those guys, so like uh, good friends with Kendall and Kyle Peterson, those guys. But you know, for a while we were, they didn't know who I was. and You know, they kind of wanted to know who I was and I didn't know who they were. And so it is funny. So, yeah, no, long story short, I got a, a pretty good friend. It's, I won't say his name cause I don't want to rat him out, but he's a, in the ACC uh, as a pitching coach and the colors are orange and purple. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the mid American conference at the time. He's from Adrian, Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. They were going through a coaching change down there and we were just talking and we're good buds. And, and it was like, yeah, I wish there was a spot that I could find out, you know, some coaching info. And at the time AstroTurf, uh, we were big sponsors of a group called football scoop and we still are. And that's what it was. It was almost, it was, uh, it's skippers dugout on steroids to be honest with you. And football is obviously a different animal cause you have, 15 staff members out of staff and so many guys lose those jobs but uh so we started up a baseball one and you know I kind of coined it skippers dugout and you know started out one night and threw it on twitter and uh created the account woke up to like 2,000 followers then like four or five months later we had four or five thousand followers and then every year we've gained about four or five thousand followers I think we're up to I should have looked before tonight, but I think we're up to like 18,000 almost. And it's all coaches. Um, and what it's done is it's, it's led me to connect with so many people. Uh, we post whatever those guys sent us, man, we throw out there. And this year has been crazy busy, right, to the COVID and the schedule changes. But we post schedules. We post teams, you know, generally looking for games before the season. But this year is different because, Get guys trying to play, you know, next Friday and it gets canceled. So they're all of a sudden scurrying for a field or whatever. and Post some coaching changes. We try not to be a breaking news source, so to speak. But we obviously have some Great Lakes ties, so we get fed some information. And, and you guys know, just like I know, I mean, you know, sometimes people want their names out. Sometimes they don't. I'm a big believer that uh, you know the old school coach probably frowns on it, but the new school guy knows this is a marketing business anymore. If you look at what COVID's done at anything, it, it's you know uh, players are online doing videos. I mean, you know you, you got you know Brian. I mean, like so many guys can't get recruited anymore. So like it's a it's a marketing business, and I have agents that call me. I have you know you name it. Um, I've connected, and so. Obviously, uh, AstroTurf backs it up with some dollars to help us, you know, do this for free. But it also works out for us at AstroTurf, obviously, because we got a chance to advertise on there. And so it's been fun. Uh, I interact with guys that, you know, I, I may not even know their name. I just know, you know, it's uh it's the 404 area code or the 515 or the 616. It's like I don't even ask guys names sometimes. You know, they just pick my brain, ask what's going on. And been something I do. You know, uh, people probably think it's a full-time job. I literally, I literally, when the family lays down, I'm laying here on the on the couch watching TV. I just hop on for fifteen twenty minutes, and you know, with Twitter, you can connect with so many people. So it's been a good good thing.
1: Well, Coach, we uh, we really appreciate you joining us today in the show, man. Uh, this has all been extremely fantastic uh, information and stuff that I didn't even know as far as the skippers dugout, the background of that, I was just thought it was awesome. Uh, and that's where I went with it. So, <laughs> um, you can follow coach on Twitter at G seven and make sure to follow at skippers dugout as well. Um, coach, thanks for coming on, man. Again, really appreciate you. No,
2: really cool. You guys put something like this together, man, born and raised in, uh, in Michigan. So, uh, what a name for the podcast i love it it's a great great thing thanks again
3: thanks coach we'll see we'll see you this spring man good luck all right thanks a lot guys
0: before i send you guys home i got to talk to you one more time about great lakes bat company these guys know what they're doing. They know what they're doing when it comes to the materials, the bats, the uniforms, the batting gloves, the custom bats, whatever it is. But really what they know is how to communicate. They know customer service. They know realistic turnaround times. They don't lie to you folks. They get it to you when they get it to you. And they know when that's going to be. And they are very transparent about the process, but more times than not, You get your products even before that. And it's awesome. I highly recommend Great Lakes Bat Company. Find them online at greatlakesbatco.com.
1: Episode nine, cold weather bats. We're very excited to have Mo Hanley with us. Uh, Mo is a left-handed pitcher at Adrian College. He is from Tampa, Florida. Uh, obviously we heard coach Klotz kind of talk about the, the recruitment of one Mo Hanley, uh, in our, in our last conversation, but now we're going to get the story from the man himself. Mo, thanks for coming on the show, man. We appreciate it. No problem. So can you kind of take us back to, you know, Tampa, Florida, 2017, you're a senior in high school. As far as I'm aware, you were mostly an outfielder at the time. Um, you didn't even pitch all that much, or even if you did at all. Can you just kind of tell us about who you were as a player at the time, and then how you got to Adrian College from there?
3: Right. So, um, I was I was a center fielder at Chamberlain High School uh, the whole season. I only pitched uh, like two times that year. So, being from a so our, our high school wasn't really like a baseball high school. Football high school, so we didn't really have any scouts coming to our games. Uh, I think we only won like two games that whole season, actually. And Coach Rainey had came down uh, to see me uh, at a tournament. He saw me at a tournament from the outfield, and he saw me throw a baseball, and he liked my arm strength. And he gave me an offer to come play at uh, Adrian College as a two-way, and I accepted that offer. And where does uh, where does Hit
1: Factory come in there? That that was the summer program you were with, or the uh, like the training facility.
3: Hit Factory was the summer program. So, uh, over my junior and senior uh, year of high school, uh, my summer years, I played for Hit Factory, and that helped out a lot with my recruit my recruitment, uh, process because I wasn't really getting scouts coming to my uh, high school games. But when I when I got to Hit Factory, I got more exposure and stuff like that, like going to showcases and just playing.
0: So, uh, Mo, talk about the process of going from, obviously, coming in as a two-way, now you're mostly a pitcher only. Uh, Talk about the transition, that is. Was there anything, like, do you ever miss, you know, being able to get in the box or anything like that? Uh, Or are you having fun specializing? All right. 100% I miss miss swinging. I miss (laughs) swinging the bat. I will. I will love for Coach Rain to
3: give me an opportunity to swing the bat again. I know he's going to be listening to this. Um, but yeah, it was kind of. It was kind of uh, tough for me just transitioning straight to a PO because I really like to swing. I really like to uh, hit the ball. So, uh, but as time went on, and the more I pitched, the more I fell in love with like pitching. So now I'm not even. I'm not worried that much about hitting. I'm just trying to like focus on my craft and trying to
0: develop more as a pitcher. Before we get into the the obvious with with what this year means for you and what's ahead for you, let's start with that that first year. Uh, you go from you go from Tampa, Florida, to beautiful, uh, luxurious Adrian, Michigan. Uh, talk about that transition <laughs> for you. Talk about a day like today. I don't know how the snow is there, but I'll tell you what. I'm I'm near Detroit, and it's we're we're pretty piled up in snow here. So talk about the transitions. Talk about are you used to it by now? And just take us through that first year of that adjustment period. Right. So the first year, like I, I
3: have I'm I'm originally from like the Virgin Islands. I was born and raised in the Virgin Islands, where it's, we don't see snow, just sand, and and also in Tampa. But so my first time here, it was kind of an adjustment because I didn't really know what to expect in the winter time, and that first year was hard on me because I think the first year it snowed way worse than it was my the rest of my uh, years. So I had to get adjusted to wearing like layers and shoveling snow or wiping it <laughs> off my eyes, Stuff like that. My hands are freezing. <laughs> I can't fish as much as I want to stuff like that, but so now i'm I'm, I'm used to it now.
1: you can go fishing as much as you want, Mo. you just gotta drill a hole in the ice
3: right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you ever been ice fishing?
3: yeah I, I I've been ice fishing a lot, well not a lot. I'll say like five times five times so that's not really a lot, but that's I five times more than I have and I've lived here my whole life so
1: <laughs> yeah, I've gone like once good for you honestly i
3: don't like it. like being able to fish like like when you ice fishing the fish comes to you you don't go to the fish that's the only thing i don't mm-hmm. like about it
1: what's your uh, what's your favorite kind of fishing to do if you're like back home in tampa or in the virgin islands
3: i'm, I'm a bass fisherman
1: fair hey you should you have some friends up here in the summers man yeah a lot of bass fishing up here yeah so anyways let's go back to baseball for a minute. Um, Mo, when did, you, uh, when did it kind of click for you that pitching might be like, you know, you might be really, really, really good at it? You know, when was that moment that you realized,
3: like, this could be pretty
1: good, <laughs> you know?
0: Right. Um,
3: my sophomore year, I would say that's when I started, like, focusing on pitching. Um, like, oh. the more I did it, I, I could tell I could uh, tell that I was getting better at it so my freshman year I wasn't really that that good. I was walking a lot of guys I wasn't throwing as much strikes as I am today and my sophomore year that's when I focused on pitching and I feel like more just the more I I get out on the mound, the more comfortable I get and just I was able my sophomore year I made that jump I was able to throw more strikes. I was walking less guys and coach coach rainy he needed a guy to step up and
0: i i was that guy to step up that year so well mo take us through i know this happens a lot for you know not just high school athletes but college athletes not just college athletes but pro guys as well the importance and the transformation that comes from when you really dedicate yourself to the weight room so talk a lot about what and when you decided to dive into the weight room, and what it's done for you as a as a pitcher? My freshman year of uh,
3: college is when I started lifting weights. I never used to really lift weights, and I was 160 pounds uh, my freshman my freshman year. And I had I had stayed the summer with Coach Rennie my freshman year, and we just worked on like my strength, so lifting weights and really i i feel like all my like kilo my velo jump came from the weight room because now i'm i'm 220 pounds and like and i know what it takes to uh, be in a weight room I, I know what type of work to put in and what type of work it takes to get to uh, where i am today so i'm grateful for coach rainy for uh, uh keeping me over the summer I would never take that for granted because he really showed me how to uh, how to really uh, work in the weight room and showed me some, like, there's a lot to say about it, but I'm just, I'm just <laughs> thankful.
1: Mo, can you scout yourself for me? Like, say you're going to watch yourself pitch. Like, break that down for me. What do you look like on the mound? What, do you, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Give me the scouting report.
3: Guy on the mound. He has a good build to him. A, uh, a, a nice fastball a dirty slider and there's a lot of upside into him he hasn't been throwing for a, he hasn't been throwing for a while I mean he has like just started throwing his freshman year college and there's just a lot of upside to that
1: how good do you think you can be man you want to be a big leaguer? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I
0: love that answer. <laughs> so I think everybody everybody wants to know what can separate this guy, not just you, but what can separate this guy in front of me from the pack? So tell me, or tell us, or tell the listeners, whatever you want to think about it, what separates you from the pack uh, if we got a scout looking at you? My work ethic.
3: As you, as you can see from my freshman year to where I'm, at, I'm, I'm getting better and better every year. I don't, re- I don't really, I don't really want to brag on myself, mm-hmm. but the, it's, it's there. You hit the stats, you know.
1: Well, I can't. Yeah, I can't wait to see you pitch this spring, man. I'm gonna come out there, no question. That's Adrian's an hour from my house, so that's an easy drive. Um, and Coach Klotz has has will obviously keep me informed, so I can't wait to see you throw, man. Um, I really wanted to thank you for hopping on the show with us. This was a fantastic talk. We really enjoyed having you on. And we will do our best. We'll do our best to get Coach Rainey to let you swing the bat this year. Coach, you hear that? Let's get Mo one at bat, okay? Let's just get him one. We're not being greedy. (laughs) Well,
3: we appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me on your show. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, man. Good luck
0: this spring, and we're looking forward to watching the Mo Handley show. Thank you. Take it easy, Mo. Well, another uh, another couple of interviews, another successful show. Brian, the the show must go on. Like Lupe Fiasco in the early two thousands, uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. I think the story of the Mo show is extremely interesting. Pro- I would say probably. Now, no discredit to the other guests, but probably the most interesting story we've had. And that story is not complete. So I hope we can have the Mo Show on uh, later this year. Uh, you know, and hopefully it's after he gets his name called. Uh, really interesting stuff from him. Obviously, Coach Quats gave us a lot of good things as well. Um, but, who are, you know, there's a lot of people out there. And we talk about this all the time. We talk about this all the time, about how every single school can offer you an opportunity. And you cannot discredit that opportunity. But how about Adrian College? I mean, unbelievable.
1: It's a, I don't know if there's
0: a better example
1: of like, you know, that opportunity that we talk about, like that finding the best fit for you, not just the glitz and glam of what you get to tweet about where you committed, like that crap. Um, I mean, this is an outfielder from Tampa who were from the Virgin islands who went to high school in Tampa who never pitched as a senior in high school. Like didn't, you know, like, and, and, by seemingly providence, finds his way to Adrian college where he's now like a potential top five rounder, like a guy who's going to get paid, paid this spring or this summer, rather like has that opportunity at a D three school, you know, 1500 miles away from home or or however many miles that is 1200 miles away from home. So like, don't like, I, I don't know. That's the stuff that like bothers me. Like, you, if you don't like a school because they don't have your major, you don't like a school because it's either too close to home or too far from home. You don't like a school because blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, those are actual, like, functional, discernible reasons and, like, justifiable reasons for not liking a school. But the people, like, the kids who pick up the phone and are like, ah, I'm waiting for bigger. Like, ah, I re- I'm only going D1. Like, okay, now that kid, you know, like, I – had to stop myself there. I almost said something that's too far across the swear line for, uh, for the podcast. But, like, you know, I, I, why would you ever close yourself off to potential opportunities? If it's not a fit, it's not a fit. That, that's fine. But, like, explore it. Find if it is a fit. And who knows? Like, through sheer will, most put on 60 pounds of weight, like, working out all the time. And, like, you know, has become a freak left-hander on the mound who throws 97 with a banger. Like that is, you know, that's what he became. That's what he worked himself into.
0: Right. And, and, you know, I think the best way you can put it is like if Mo Hanley, a kid from the Virgin Islands, can go from from that country to Tampa and then little old Adrian College comes in and offers him and he doesn't at all look down on it, he looks up to it, so should you. If if there's any sort Mm -hmm. of school offering you that opportunity – and you don't have other opportunities, or this opportunity is equal to it, or or whatever it may be, I think that's why, like, so many of our athletes need to have, and it's not even just our athletes, man, our athletes' parents, our athletes' travel coaches, our athletes' high school coaches, their whole circle, all of these things, they they need to look at it with not just an open mind, but you need to look at it in, in an encouraging way. Like, we're not sitting here telling you to commit as soon as you're offered by any means, but we're just telling you to not shut down a school simply because of what you think you know about it when you really don't. Um, and I completely agree with you that when it comes to fit, as far as program, like, you know, what what's my major going to be? Uh, you know, how do I fit into this roster? Where, where am I going to play and how am I going to play? Those are all those are all questions that you are 100% permissed to ask. And those are all things that you, by all means, can, can use to say, okay, maybe this isn't right for me. But for you to be like, nah, it's D3. Like, that's just... That's just not it that's just not it Mo mohanley can go from the virgin islands to tampa to adrian and by the looks of it you know if god willing ends up in the mlb as well or at least in, in a in an organization uh for now then you can't say i, I don't want to hear about how you're beyond juco or d3 or d2 or whatever it is or i mean there's kids i know who i shouldn't say there's kids i know there's just stories i've heard and Um, things I've seen of kids even looking down on some like lower division one programs. And I'm like, are you, are, are you, are you serious? Uh, That is an unbelievable opportunity. That is an unbelievable opportunity. And you know, the right guys are out there. The right coaches are out there who do preach the word opportunity, you know, over and over and over again. And those guys are doing it right. Now there are some others out there who are, not and I just really wish that we could as a community and as a, as a, from a baseball standpoint, continue to treat every opportunity with the same outlook and just simply look at the facts. Like, why, why can't we be even keeled? Why, why, why do we have to show bias in nearly everything? You know, and maybe I'm trying to, maybe I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent there, but that's just where I'm at with it. You know, if Mo can do it, why can't you?
1: I think you hit the nail on the head as far as like, you know, coaches because like we can sit here and dunk on teenagers for having stupid opinions but like that's no fun. Every teenager has stupid opinions. You did, I did. Anybody listening who used to be a teenager was dumb once. That's okay. Um, but like it's the coaches and parents who are kind of like proliferating that take that, like, no, do you want to bust? Or like, no, I'm better than that. Like, those are the people that are the problem, really. Like, a teenager is gonna see his buddy, you know. Blessed to announce I've committed to Michigan or whatever on his Twitter, and he's gonna be jealous of that. And he grew up like I understand that. You know, 16 years old, like I I get it. It's it's dumb when you look at, at things through a long-term lens, but teenagers can't look at things through long-term lenses. That's not how their brains work. So like I'm not even mad at those kids. But it's it's mom and dad who are like, Someone from Blank D three school called like you wouldn't be interested in that like I that, do you want a do you want a bus for my son and then like the travel ball like travel ball Billy who who's in his head saying no bro do you want a bus like those guys are the problem like that's where the problem is um and, and so like I don't even know how to change that you know like I think we can get through to kids like hey go where the best fit is go where the opportunity is like I, I think that we are having some success in that sense but like. Like I said, like travel ball Billy, who thinks that because he sent some dude to a Mac school six years ago, like, he, you know, like I, I just I that's where I have a problem. That's where you can kind of feel the anger seeping through my voice. Uh, that guy is the guy I don't like. Um, I don't hold it against the 16 year old kid. Uh, but anyways, Brandon, with that being said, let's let's change over to a more positive inflection of the show. And a couple weeks ago, we uh, we did sort of a. Uh, our favorite pitchers in the class sort of closer when we had Aaron ball and Brennan Cox on. And uh, so now we're going to do the same thing, but with hitters. And so we're not ranking guys. We're not, you know, taking our five best draft prospect hitters. We're not taking our five, whatever. Like we're just picking dudes from the state of Michigan who we like watching hit for one reason or another, regardless of where they're committed or if they're going to be drafted or where they play, like whatever, we're just talking about dudes. We like to watch play and like to watch hit. So I'm going to sit back and let Brandon go first because I was talking
0: and therefore I get to go second. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Oh geez. (laughs) Oh man. All right. Uh, I'll I'll start off biased. I'll start off taking one of my guys just because it's, it's more fun to take one of your own guys and start off because it's familiar and you don't have to look at uh, whatever website you're looking at right now. It's trying to decide who you're going to, who you're going to choose. Um, So I'll start with Hudson Davenport. Uh, I love Huddy. Uh, He's from Richmond, 2022 corner guy, big bat, six four, like right around like 220. um, But fit, you know, he's he's very he's in shape. Kid needs to lift more. I'm in his ear about it, but I need to lift more. So you know, who am I to say that? Uh, Mm -hmm. But Eastern Michigan commit committed as a sophomore summer going into his junior year. Got an incredible opportunity there from uh, Coach Roof and and jumped on it and. Very excited for him to see his future unfold. Awesome family. Now, from a bat standpoint, extremely loud. Uh, went to a pretty big event this summer and lit the world on fire. And had about three or four hits per game in that event, including a home run that went about 360, I believe, off an of, off of about a, I think it was like an 88, 90 mile an hour fastball. Uh, so proved on the biggest stage, one of the bigger stages that he can um, you know he can stack up and he can he can hit even better than he did all summer in an event against the, uh, the best of the best in his, in his grad class, you know, he's a 2022. 20, um, so there are some 21 bats who are probably better, but, you know, due to the recency bias, because I know the kid and I see him every week, and I know the bat probably better than most do. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with him to start, uh, now past that, you know, obviously, hard to not talk about high school baseball from an offensive or defensive standpoint not bringing up alex mooney the bat speed is Ooh. incredible uh <laughs> it's out of this world um he can i wonder. he went down to whatever event that was and won mvp i don't know the names of these things brian i'm sure you do uh, but one MVP at the PG all American. I don't know. Maybe that sounds right. And you know, hit that like triple with the wood bat that went like over 400 feet or near that at least. And you know, he's a, uh, his bats just, it's just wicked man, because he can take a ball. He can hit directionally and then he can also hit for power. And then he can also just spray and and run as fast as possible and turn a single into a double, or he can just, he does it all, man. he's, I mean, that's why he's such a high draft prospect. So it's impossible to, to not go with that kid. Now, Another kid, uh, Anthony Migliaccio, Miggs. oddly enough, a Wyandotte kid who ended up at Country Day and has been there for the entirety of his high school career, switch hitter, uh, both sides of the bat. He's sharp on, um, obviously, a catcher, so I'm always going to be a big fan of a catcher who can hit, uh, especially from both sides. Anybody who can hit from both sides is impressive, but Migs, that ball just pops off his bat. And he's a kid, well, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. We talked about Country Day not being ranked, and I'm like, whoa, like, hold on a second, like, look at these guys that they have, you know, like, and, and you think about, you think about Migs, you also think about Saborn Campbell, a kid committed to Stanford. You know, you think about these kids, you're like how are we not, how are we not seeing country day as a top 20 team in the state? So, um, you know, that's another story, but yeah, I'll go with Migs as well. And then I will, I will stick close. I'll stick close to home and geez, man, you're making this I was really hoping you were going to go first because I knew once I got past the first three, I was going to struggle a little bit.
1: So I'm going to go. With- well, I figured, I figured I'd let you go first so that like, you know, you could take guys that you knew I was going to take. Like I was being nice. <laughs>
0: really? Well, okay. Well, we'll end it here. We'll end it with two and they're not close to home at all. We'll end it with two. Okay. Steven Quapis. Uh, Quap is physically a freak. He just, he, he is a, um, what do you call it? Well, uh, he like lit, oh god, help me out here. Power lifter. There we go. I was, I was there thinking, I was like, weightlifter is not going to sound right. He's a power lifter. Right. And his family's power lifter. So he comes from that. Uh, there, there are roots there. And so he's strong as hell. And I know he went down to, he's committed to Notre Dame. For those who don't know, I went down to his Notre Dame visit a couple of years ago and hit six home runs in a row in DP. So, he is uh, a machine at the plate, and he is just strong as can be. All he's got to do is like hardly make contact, and, he's, and that strength's going to put it out. Now, to end it, I got, I'm got i going to end it with an obvious one, who I'm sorry I'm taking this from you. You know exactly who I'm going to say right now. Uh, Nolan Schubert is probably the best bat in the state from a power standpoint. Um, and he's probably, I mean, honestly, if Alex Mooney didn't exist, he's probably the best bat in the state. Um, and he still might be, I don't know. I mean, you probably know more about that than I do, but Schubert is a kid who, you know, I've seen him, i played against him once. I coached against him one time, one time. You want to know what happened? We were up three, <laughs> nothing ball ball game, ball ball game, not a big deal. It's a ball ball game. It's not, it's not like I was, you know, in my feels about this. It was just like, okay, we get to play, you know, I get to see Schubert play and I hadn't got to see him play because we're not in his age group. And then, um, you know, he's always on the national scene in the summer and he was playing with the bulls that day. Uh, Sean Gallagher, bless your heart. And we're playing against them and we're up three, nothing. And they're an 18 new team. We're a 16 new team. And I'm like, okay, this is going better than I expected it to go. And then, you know, it's the sixth inning and you're, you're in a good spot as a coach right now. And then there's two runners on with one out and old Schuber walks up and you're like, Oh, all right, well, this is all going to end right here. And it was a two O count and bye-bye baseball, uh, right field fence right over it. Easy going right off the bat. Wood bat. No problem at all. At Legacy center. So probably about three, probably hit about three thirty. It uh, seemed like a pop fly until you saw it in the air and you're like, well, that's going to go far. And so, yeah, got to go with Schubert. And before I end, I got to go – I got to mention my boy Z-Mac, Zach McDonald, University of Miami Commit out in uh, Portage, uh, Portage Central. Uh, love Z-Mac, mm-hmm. can do it all. I won't harp too much uh, too much longer for you, but z Mac's a guy I got to shout out to.
1: Well, I just kind of couldn't keep track of who you all touched on there. I didn't know we were taking 12 guys each. Uh, six, but anyways – Six. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways, I I mean, the 23 class bangs in the state, like that's a really good class right now that like is only, you know, I'm just like thinking off the top of my head, like what I saw this past weekend, what I've seen over the course of the past year or so with this class, like there's like 20 guys in that class who can be ranked within the top 500 of PG, like not like that designation, but like actually inside of it. Like honestly, like twenty, and I might be, I might be over, it might be underestimating as far as twenty guys. Like that is a stupid class in the state of Michigan. Um, but anyways, moving on from that, twenty three class. I think Evan Hager at D, at Catholic Central absolutely rakes. Um, I actually hope he doesn't listen to this because I would like him to do poorly against St Mary's this spring. Uh, but anyways, like that dude, that dude smashes. It's a gorgeous swing. You know, he's a good athlete. Like I. Etc. I, I think that dude smashes. Um, I think Purify smashes. If we're talking about you know Liggett, we had Coach Samini on. That guy was a, a festival kid for PG. Uh, the first time I saw him, I saw him in the Little League World Series, and I texted Jeremy Brown and said, "Hey, like I'm really depressed that I'm doing this, but this is a name you should write down for festival stuff in the future." And like, sure enough, you know, but like, watch him in the Little League World Series. From that point on, I was like, okay, well, this dude. Mr. Banks, <laughs> you know, um, I am a big fan of Cole Prout, the twenty twenty two, who is from Standish, Standish Sterling, I believe, is the high school, uh, CMU commit, fire up chips, but I, I saw that dude over the course of the summer. I believe he was with the South Oakland A's. Forgive me if I'm wrong on that. Um, but left-handed bat outfielder, I really like the swing. I really like the the power projection. I, I just I'm. You know, that's a great get for CMU. I'm utterly floored that bigger schools weren't on that. This is kind of all I'm going to say there about that. Um, And, like, I I can't really go without shouting out my eaglets. Um, Ike Irish, big left-handed bat. He's going to catch and play first base for us, committed to Auburn. Uh, Dresselhaus and Crichton, guys who played a lot as freshmen and want to state title, going to be huge pieces this year, guys who are both committed already. Um, I like your boy Canterbury at Wyandotte. I've seen him seen him play a good bit with Arsenal over the years. I think he's a good player, a uh, good athlete who can handle the middle infield and, and good extra base pop in the bat. You know, you're always finding barrels. Um, it's just it's fun to kind of scroll through the PG rankings of these of these players, these classes over the next several years out of Michigan because they're so good. They're so good. Um, I just saw Brady Birchmeyer two days ago, the the first baseman from New Lothrop who's committed to bowling green. That dude hit the hardest ball I've like ever seen hit in that dome. Um, down a total in Rossford. Like, we didn't have you know hit tracks on or anything, but that ball was like, you know, just eyeballing it like 107 and it would have went 420 feet. Like absolutely murdered a baseball. So like, how do I not like that? That dude's 6'3", 240 or whatever, a big you know, right-handed hitting first baseman who just goes up there and bangs. How do I not love that? Um, But, yeah, dude, like, again, we're talking too much about these guys. But, shit, man, it's a fun time. It's a fun time to be in the state of Michigan. And we're not, like, the the, the dude classes aren't even at the forefront yet. Like, 21's good, 22's good. But 23, 24 might be legendary. And we're still a couple years away from those guys being the focus. So, definitely a fun time. Definitely.
0: Yeah, speaking of the 24 class, you saw Brennan Hill. That's a guy who's probably he, – he's going yeah. to two-way somewhere pretty impressive.
1: Brennan Hill had three barrels, and I thought he was like a PO. I didn't – honestly didn't know. I didn't know he was a bat too. I did not like – that was not in my cognizance. I knew of him as an interesting arm, like, you know, low slot lefty who's loose and projectable and athletic. Like, I knew all of those things. And then he goes, like, missile over the third baseman's head, missile up the, the left center field gap, like, line drive over – through the middle and I'm like, Oh, the dude bangs too. Word. Okay. Like, let me just throw out my report and start a whole new one. <laughs> um, <laughs> just him and his brother, his brother smashed one up the gap and, and has nasty breaking ball on the mound. Like they are, that's a two way guy for sure. Um, yeah, I, I don't can't fathom calling that dude a PO when he, when he smashes up gaps. But anyways, moving on from that, uh, did you, I, I don't have much else. Did you want to, did you want
0: to close man? I feel like we've talked too long. Yeah, we definitely took this. Uh, we definitely took the. We definitely took this segment to the limit, <laughs> but in a good way. So, uh, for, for, <laughs> oh man, my cat loves to meow during the show. You probably can't hear it, but it's very. Shout out Acuna. Acuna. Yeah, I named my cat after Ronald Acuna because I'm a man with a cat, and uh, I can do what I want. So, uh, for Brian, yeah, I am yeah. Brandon Justice. You can follow us on Twitter at Cold Weather Bats. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter, especially if you're a coach, because we will be releasing our super poll pretty soon here. Uh, And we need as much help as we can get with that poll so we can make it as accurate and as widespread as possible. Uh, It would be a shame if we only had 15 to 20 schools inputting because uh, I feel like we're going to be missing some opinions from a lot of people out there. So please be sure to reach out to us or email us uh, and let us know what, what your thoughts is on the top 25 in the state. So you can find us on Twitter at cold weathered bats. You can find Brian on Twitter at, B underscore
1: Sikowski underscore PG. My favorite Polak, 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 Polak. Tomorrow's Punchki day. Show some respect. It yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Fat Tuesday on Fat Tuesday. So when you're hammering your punch key, listen to Cold Weather Bats.
0: Yes, you're probably finishing it as the show is finishing, which is <laughs> which is beautiful. So uh, anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at Coach underscore B Justice, but please be sure to follow the show again. This show is brought to you by Great Lakes Fat Company. Uh, And you will hear about their ads before and after the show. So I won't dive into it now. For Brian, I am Brandon Justice. And for my cat meowing in the background, that is Acuna. And we will see you guys next week.